I am Barrington Brennan, counseling psychologist and marriage and family therapist with your daily relationship nugget. This is part three in, on the series, The Relationship Between Mental Health and Resilience in Marriage and Family. This is part three and the final part on the topic, The Relationship Between Mental Health and Resilience in Marriage and Family. Let me define right here again what is resilience. The American Psychological Association states, Resilience is the process and outcome of successfully adapting to difficult or challenging life experiences, especially through mental, emotional, and behavioral flexibility and adjustments to external and internal demands. End of quote. Simply put, Resilience is the ability to bounce back after trauma or a difficult time in a person's life or relationships. Keep that in mind as I continue. Several weeks ago, I spoke at a church on the topic mental health and spiritual wellness. I did my best to show how mental health impacts spiritual wellness and spiritual wellness impacts mental health and resilience, spirituality, it is what gives you a sense of value and purpose in life. What's the difference between spirituality and being religious? Psychologist Dr. Dan Brennan, that's not me, that's someone else, states, contrary to what many people might think, spirituality and religion are not the same, but they are linked. You can be spiritual without belonging to a specific religion. Religious people follow a particular faith and may be connected with specific groups or traditions. End of quote. So isn't this saying that being religious does not in itself make one religious? Spirituality can help you deal with the stress by giving you a sense of peace, purpose and forgiveness. It often becomes more important in times of emotional stress or illness. In that presentation, I stress that when one is religious and is following a set of rules and practices without being spiritual, that is, the capacity to deepen connection with other people, experiencing compassion and empathy to others, there is a greater chance of becoming a religious fanatic and not being able to bounce back during tough times because one must follow strict rules. The end results are depression, confusion, and disillusionment. Let's make a real-life application here. I'm going to share with you a few scenarios to help you understand how we can cause emotionally and spiritually well persons to lose hope and become physically or emotionally ill and stifle resilience. Here's scenario number one. Your 32-year-old daughter is living with you at home. She has completed college, she has a good job, a car, bank account, and is a part of the uh, religious community and the Rotary Club. She is an active youth leader and enjoys singing in the choir. The problem? The parents constantly ask her, Where have you been? Why did you come home late? Why did I not see you in church yesterday? Who was that man or woman you were with? These kinds of questions make her feel 
like she is not being respected as an adult. She soon begins to doubt herself and her faith. Then she becomes depressed until she is able to break free from the cause of this pain, the depression will continue. The cause of the pain? Her parents. Here is scenario number two. You believe your 14-year-old son who sings in the church choir and loves to pray and pray in church has homosexual tendencies. You ask him about it and he confesses. Then the torment begins. You feel it is your spiritual duty to keep him on a straight and narrow. So you start with a barrage of threats. You're going to hell. It is an abomination. When you become 18 years old, you are out of this house and I do not want to see you again. These kinds of statements can lead him to become depressed, have suicidal thoughts, and withdraw from the world. Here is the third scenario. Your 18-year-old daughter in the final grade of high school has a boyfriend. You told her from a small child that school and romance do not go together and she must not have a boyfriend. You stress to her that that's important, no romantic relationships. Now you find out that she likes a 21-year-old man and you find out that he's a raster and smokes marijuana and sometimes snort cocaine. Then the threats, put-downs, and shaming begins. The daughter starts sneaking out at night. If you bring that dirty, stupid boy home to this house, you will regret it, the mother says. This beautiful daughter, who sings in the choir and enjoys listening to her pastor every weekend to preach, now is not enthusiastic about going to church. The taunts and shame continues. Eventually, she becomes depressed, her self-esteem lowers, and she thinks about suicide. In all three of these cases, the persons are connected to Jesus and are happy churchgoers. Initially, their feelings for church and spirituality begin to change because of how they are being treated. They lose hope and inspiration. The treatment impacts their cognitive ability. They become depressed. Their eating habits are changed. Their interest in church activities is diminished. In other words, their mental and spiritual health starts to weaken. Thus, the physical health is impacted. These are just some of the stupid things parents do to drive their children crazy and stifle resilience. In all these three cases, the parents are more concerned about the status and reputation in the church and community than the well-being of the child. So, let me share with you uh, better approaches. Okay, listen to this. Dear child, son or daughter, I have a few concerns about the choices you are making. I want to keep the door of communication open with us. Now, that's a positive approach. Listen, I want you to know that I do love you and want the best for you. I noticed you are staying up late at night on the phone talking to a man. That concerns me and I notice it is impacting your grades. I would like to meet him. Invite him to our home next Saturday night with three other of your teen friends so I can meet him. End of quote. Now that's a different approach. And that way you might get the child to listen and adjust maybe. Here is another one. 
I've noticed, son, that your behavior is changing to become more like a girl. How long have you been feeling this way? Now that's a different approach. What do you want me to understand about your feelings? I want you to feel comfortable to talk with me at any time. Now that's a different approach. This kind of approach will keep the doors open and help to build strength and protect the ability to be resilient. So I hope you notice the connection between mental health, spiritual wellness, and resilience. I did not intend for these three episodes to be exhaustive, but just to whet your appetite and cause you to think about spiritual wellness, mental health, and resilience. And so this is extremely important as Christians, or even if you're not Christian, to know that it is so important that we raise our children with love and compassion. I am Barrington Brennan. You have been listening to your daily relationship nugget. Please let me know that you're listening to this program by texting me at 242-477-4002. This has been your daily relationship nugget, and I'm doing my best to keep a smile on your heart.